Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Kurdamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I'm excited to bring you the audio of one of our sessions from the Rise Up Summit, which just concluded. Um, This is a conversation with Michelle Holiday of FeedTheirNeeds.com, and we talk about grace over grind, how God's grace can enable us to work without the stress, even when our to-do lists are overflowing and we're not sure how we're going to be able to get everything done. I think you're going to really love this session, and so we'll play it for you now. Hi, welcome back to the Rise Up Summit, and I'm here today with Michelle Holiday. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. And we're going to be talking about the concept of grace over grind, which is actually based on a book by, um, how do you pronounce her last name, actually? Do you know? Bynes. Jay Bynes. Bynes. Mm -hmm. And um, I've read this book recently and I found it so helpful. So I reached out and said, who can I talk to about this? And Michelle graciously agreed. Uh, She's had experience with kind of applying some of these principles. So we're going to talk about as teachers, how do we um, not burn ourselves out, grinding, forcing things to happen, but instead learn to work hard, but by God's grace and God's strength. So I'm so excited to talk with Michelle. Michelle, as we're getting started here, can you share a little bit about yourself and how you got connected with Grace Over Grind? Sure. So um, I actually connected with Grace Over Grind about uh, when I first started my entrepreneurship journey. So I worked for the school system for about 16 years, and I decided to come out with some urgency from uh, God to come out and start my own business. And so I'm a behavior strategist and I help teachers in schools with uh, strategies and implementation tools and systems for classroom and behavior management. And I love behavior, it's like my jam. And so when I started, I ended up connecting with Shay. She went to my church actually, and I had no idea that she was doing uh, entrepreneurship you know, um, programs. And so we met up at uh, Starbucks and we talked and she invited me to her program. And so I had been following her and working with her for a while. And then I remember she was telling me about this book. She had an idea for a book called Grace Over Grind. And I was like, I can't wait because I need it. I'm going through, I'm, I'm grinding myself. So when the book came out, I was so excited. And I read the book. This was, gosh, I think maybe three years ago, something like that. I read the book and I even... We have a um, local group here in Fort Lauderdale, and we read the book together. And so even going through that process was awesome. So um, I'm from, as I said, Fort Lauderdale, and I'm a mom. I have a daughter, and I love, love, love suspense and whodunit movies. I think that's the problem solver in me. So right now, next Netflix is my my friend, and um, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I just love helping and serving teachers. And that's awesome. And we're going to link to you guys to her website. You've got to check that out as well. She has so many great um, resources and trainings that she does. Um, but we're going to talk today about this concept of grace over grind. And similarly, I just ran across this book recently. I know I, I talk a lot. If you guys listen to our Teach for the Heart podcast, we talk a lot about balance and getting things done and time management. But I think this element has been missing in my life and in the life of a lot of teachers of just realizing, yes, we want to be efficient with our time and all that. But but there's like, where is that balance in trusting God um, and, and and hard work? So I guess that's kind of where we can start. You know, we all know teaching takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of hard work. 
But working hard can be done in a good way or a bad way. Can you talk with us a little bit about the difference between that? Right, sure. I like to think of it like working in God's best and then working outside of his best. So when we are working outside of his best, a lot of times it looks like um, hustling hard, grinding hard, getting on that hamster wheel, comparing ourselves to other people, um, burning the candle at both ends. And so there's a lot of stress, anxiety, overwhelm happening when we are working outside of God's best. But when we're working in his best, there's this rhythm and rest that happens and we're being led, spirit led, and he has these unique plans for us. And that's what I love about, you know, God is that we're not like, um, it's not one size fits all. He meets us where we are. I mean, after all, he created us and we all have our unique needs. And so he meets us where we, where we are and he will give us unique ideas and plans and solutions. And so when we're working in his rest, we don't have to live in overwhelm. We don't have to live in stress. We don't have to dwell there. There is just an awesome presence that happens when we are in his best. Yeah. And I've started, there is just such a difference. I've seen that too in work, you know, trying to think of an idea, you know, when you're you're brainstorming or trying to work on something or just, you know, get through a project, there's a really big difference between that stress. Like I got to do this. Like I got to, I got to come up with this. And you're just, your stress levels rising. And from working at it from a place of, I know God's put me here. I'm trusting him and I'm just, I'm doing, I'm doing my best, but I'm not worrying about it. There is such a difference. Right. Um, And I think so many times um, when you recognize working in his grace, working in his rest, you don't have to worry about it. There's a freedom. There's like, um, I like to call it my book bag. Um, There's things that come out of my book bag and the load is so much easier and things just began to flow. So that's what I love about that. Yeah. So let's think a little bit more, like what are some signs that maybe we are grinding or relying on our own strength rather than God's grace? What might that look like? I think for teachers, um, at least from my experience, it looks like a lot of times I, I call it you're coming in early. So I used to come in when it was dark and I would leave when it was dark. So working those crazy hours. And then it was so hard when I come home to let those things go. And so it was like I was a teacher 24-7, always thinking about how I could do this or improve this or the paperwork or the meetings or, or anything like that. Um, so lack of sleep a lot of times is a sign. A lot of times comparison, trying to be like this teacher or that teacher, always um, thinking you're not good enough or your best is not good enough is, uh, is a good way. Sometimes even financial concerns, depending on where you live, you know, your your are uh, are our finances look differently. And so we're always worrying, how are we going to pay for this? Or how are we going to do this? Or how are we going to make ends meet? I know a lot of us, like we used to work second jobs and it's just, it was like teacher life. And a lot of that really came from, we weren't trying to rely on God. We were really just like, this is what we have to do. And so um, those kind of things, the anxiety that comes with it, the overwhelm, a lot of times with teachers, there are so many moving parts And whether it's the meetings and it's the parent meetings, it's the student meeting, it's the paperwork, it's the tracking, it's the curriculum, it's the behavior, it's all of these, the schedule, um, all of these things. And even now in the current time that we're in, there's so much pressure on teachers to learn this new technology platform, whatever that looks like. And then how do I uh, put our curriculum in this platform so that my students can learn? And so when all of that is coming at you at the same time, it creates this overwhelm. And that's how you know, because you're, 
And it seems like it never ends. So it's like you wake up and you do the same thing again and you wake up and you do the same thing again. And so there's this, uh, I feel like you're always in like in a crisis mode and you're just trying to hold on. And I even remember we had this joke holding on to the weekend, but the weekend ended up not being enough. You know, and then so it's like, fine, we'll hold on till spring break. And then that wasn't enough. And so it was like we were never getting off of that wheel. So grind can look like really the overwork, the overwhelm, the lack of sleep, the financial worry where it's always on your mind. It can look like um, wanting to like a fear of failure, wanting to be perfect, scared to do things if it's not just right. All of those things come into to grind. That's really helpful. And I, it, it can look really different for different people, I think, and for different situations. I had a situation this summer where it was t- totally this. And I actually, I really do think looking back that it was a bit of a spiritual attack too, where I just, I went on a vacation and I was thinking the vacation would solve my problems. I would come back refresh. And I came back and I was just, I was paralyzed. I could not jump back in. I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. So overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I really just need to really pray about it. I might share more about that later, but yeah, it just looked like a paralysis. Other right. times I I'm like, I, it, it makes me attack the work. So it mm-hmm. can look different, but I think what you said about it being like never, never ending. Cause there, there are seasons, right? Like there are right. seasons where it's like, man, it's, you know, back the, the week of back to school. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're going to work extra hard this week, but it's just a season. It's intentional. It's right. But there's times where we're just we're not. We're just stuck in this mode. Right. And I remember even coming up with this 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 concept where it's like you're never really done until the last day of school. And that's only because you have no choice. I mean, it has <laughs> to end. Right. And so it's like I'm always doing something. I'm always playing catch up. And then when you always feel like you're playing catch up, it's like it's never enough. The hours in the day are never enough. The days in the week are never enough. And so it's like, when do you when do you rest? When do you just take a moment and rest? I call it rest your nerves. When you rest your nerves and just chill out. And, and so that's what it, what it comes to is uh, learning that God has a best for us, no matter what career we're in, but especially as teachers, God has a best for us. And it does not include this hamster wheel of going, 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 going all the time. All right. So, so we recognize the problem, but the question then is what's the answer? And we do talk I, like on Teach for the Heart and we, we even have another session in the summit about some practicalities of like how to be more efficient or how to, but in this session, we really wanted to realize that there is a whole nother layer to this, right. the spiritual aspect of choosing rest mm-hmm. amidst, you know, a lot to do. Right. So what does that look like? What, what does that mean? Right. So rest means when you are aware of God's presence in the now, you're aware that he is with you. He is walking with you. He sees where you are. He is just, he is current and very present and that you don't have to strive for his presence. You don't have to work for his presence, but just by being a believer, it's already there and it's already for you. And so when you walk in rest, you realize that God is with me all the time. And he sees where I am and he sees what I'm going through. One of the things I love is like um, uh, something happened where I had to do this assignment uh, actually this summer too. And I wasn't prepared and I was tempted to freak out, but then I had to stop and realize, okay, wait a minute. God, he's with me now. He knew I would be here before I got here. And so I'm already ready and equipped to handle what is there. And so when you're walking in a place of rest, it doesn't mean that life is 100 is easy all the time. But what it does mean is that you realize 
the almighty father who knows everything, who knows you, who knows everything around the corner, what's in front of you. He's with you and you're not alone and you don't have to work this thing out by yourself. He is there and present all the time. Yeah, I remember when I read that in in this book, it was really impactful for me um, just to realize. And and I think you have to stop. So if you're listening to this right now, like this is something you need to like write down and kind of spend some time meditating on because you kind of have to think through, wow, like what does that mean? You know, that God is, that God is being aware of the presence of God, but it really does change. You know, if we have something that we really thought, you know, I have to do this. And it, and all that stress that comes in it, like when we are stop and become aware of God's presence, it does just change how we view it. Like you said, we realize like God has me here. This isn't a mistake. Um, he'll still love me if I don't finish this in time. Like all these truths can start getting applied. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can talk through some of that. What does this look like worked out? How do we actually experience then this rest as we work? Right. And I think when I was... Um... When I knew I was going to be here, I was thinking, you know, I kind of did this, but I didn't know I was doing this earlier, where I think it starts with you making the decision, like you're saying, being aware. Okay, I actually can work and rest. I don't have to continue working the way I'm working. Uh, As I said before, I used to come in when it was dark. I would leave when it was dark. I was a teacher. I was a team leader. Um, I was on these different uh, these different committees and all these things. I always have things to do. And then I'm not really a perfectionist, but I'm like on the spectrum, you know? And so there's all these things going on. And so I had to, but the problem was I was tired. I was stressed. I was frustrated, uh, a little angry, you know? And so all of these things are going on. So I said, okay, I had to make a decision that I don't have to continue the way I have. So I would say the first thing is decide, okay, I have his rest available to me and I don't have to continue. So I would say that would be the first thing. And then there's something else. Um, I learned this actually through um, a book called Doing Business God's Way. And I know we're not, uh, it's not business, but they talked about having business meetings with God. And so I really would urge teachers to have teacher meetings with God. And what could that look like? So that can look like you taking time, whether it's from your day, your week, to bring your classroom your classroom concerns, your teaching concerns, everything teacher-related to God and just lay it at his feet. Ask questions. Tell him about your frustrations. Tell him about your victories. Invite him into your classroom intentionally and on purpose. And so they don't have to be something that's long. It could even be throughout the day where you're talking to God. So I would say that's that. Um, There's another thing that talks about um, intimacy is everything. And so your relationship with God is so important and it looks different for every person. Uh, it's de- it depends on, you know, the relationship you currently have, um, the plan he has for you, um, whatever um, dreams you even have, all of that includes your intimacy with God. So you're intimate with God, you're having a relationship, you're having meetings with him. And then the other thing I would say um, is to listen and obey. And I call it listen and do, but it's really, you know, obey because he's always talking. God's always talking. He's always saying something. And so there are times I would be like, okay, how am I going to get all this work done? And then I would hear within my heart, well, just do this and this. And I'm going to just say this. It's, it may feel a little weird. It may feel a little scary. Like, really? I know you're saying do these two things, but I have like 10 things on my list. And he's like, just do this and this. And what you'll start to find out is number one, that 
what he's asked you to do will make room for other things to happen. Um, sometimes I've had, like, I'm doing these two things and someone will come in and take three things off of my list. It wasn't a prayer per se, but by me following what I was hearing in the spirit, I was able to do that. Um, and so he knows what's around the corner. He, like, I remember I had this one thing and I don't, I'm not blaming weather, but uh, we had a tour, we had a hurricane day <laughs> the next day. So what I wasn't able to do, I was able to do a hurt because we didn't have the hurricane. I mean, we, they took the day, but yeah. nothing happened. And so I was, and I just thought that was kind of funny because like, oh, okay, now I have time. So he knows what's, you know, around the corner. Another thing is um, just because you were working in this rest doesn't mean you don't work. Okay. So um, I kind of fell into that a little bit where it's like, well, if he's going to do it, I don't have to, I could just chill out. And that's <laughs> not really how that works. You still work. But you have, you know, you have plans, but you hold them loose, like you're flexible with them and allow him to interrupt your day, allow him to interrupt what you're doing. And if he's leading you to do something different in your heart, do that. And so that's another thing. Um, one other thing, or maybe a couple of things, renewing your mind is important. And the word of God is the first place you want to go to. A lot of times what we do is we'll go to the article on the Internet or Pinterest or YouTube or wherever else you go for your source. But how about going to God first? Especially when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed. You know, well, I, and I used to be that person. I'm the first one, um, you know, I'll Google how to, how to organize your classroom or something like that. And that not saying that there's no value in it, but sometimes, you know what? God has a specific plan for you because he knows you and he made you and he knows what's coming your way. And so renewing your mind with his word and then sometimes renewing your mind with a truth. Um, there's times where truths have been shared with me or something that someone says, it really connected with me. And I'll just continue to repeat that, meditate on that, think on that, follow that. I remember someone, because I was in, um, in a stressful place, and someone said, you are so skilled for that. You're so skilled for this. And I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and, then I, and then I began to, when things you know, got... Um, I call it a little scary where something what happens, I don't know if I could do this. Doubt, I guess is a better word. When doubt would come in, you know, I'm skilled for this. And then I would just take a little baby step forward. And then something else would happen. I'm skilled for this. And I would take a baby step forward. And so what was happening is I'm as I'm walking in his rest, as I'm walking in the peace, I'm not grinding. I'm still working, but I'm not stressed. The stress goes down. The overwhelm goes down. Because I am walking in a relationship with him. I'm bringing my classroom to him, my thoughts, my doubts, my victories to him. I'm renewing my mind. And he is just, the presence is coming in and it's just changing the way I think. And it, and it happens in a way where all of a sudden, sometimes you're just like, I don't think the same. I don't consider things the same way. I'm not stressed about, about this. You know, oh, emergency meeting in 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll work it. You know, God's with me. He knew this would happen. And so you do that. A physical thing you can do is get sleep. Okay, you were not created to live on four hours of sleep. Okay, um, so get some sleep, take a break. And like I said, sometimes as a teacher, it feels like you're never done until the last day of school. Um, the, the papers are never all graded until the report cards are due. And sometimes, you know, and so what you want to do is Take breaks. Even God rested on the seventh day. So take a break. Take what you need. I remember having to um, have mini naps after I get home from work. So I come home from work and I made myself. I had to force myself to lay in the bed at least for, and I had to put on music because it was just so foreign 
to me and put on music and just rest for like 20 minutes. And do you know, I felt so good after. I felt so invigorated. I felt so joyful after. So definitely do that. And then I would say the last thing is do not let anxiety in the door. So something I like to say is, um, because once you walk in victory, once you walk in freedom, once you're like, okay, I can walk in God's rest and I can choose to listen to him. And if he's saying, do this, don't do this, go here. How about you don't go here? How about you do this? And I follow and I listen and I'm seeing the stress come down. I'm getting sleep. I'm renewing my mind. What happens is the enemy is not going to say, well, oh, she's in victory. Great job. High five. That's not what he's going to do. He's like, oh, oh, okay. You think you, you think you're good? Mm. And he'll bring a situation or he'll bring an attitude. He'll do something. And I call it, he likes to knock at the front door. And then I happen to have like um three little windows at the top. So like when people come, I do like a little peep or whatever. And um, I don't always open the door. So what happens is you don't have to let anxiety back in. You don't have to let overwhelm back in. When you see it, and you're like sensing the overwhelm is coming in, you can say, I'm not doing that. And so that's some of the ways that you can do it is just by making intentional choices to bring your situation before God. Now I work with behavior. So I'm very accustomed to like, usually um, if they're calling me, um, the behavior has gotten to a certain level. So very rarely, if ever, am I called to say, oh, this child is doing a great job. <laughs> That's not usually why I'm called in. So I'm already coming into a stressful situation, so to speak. Um, what I choose to do is set my mind before I walk in the door. Sometimes I'm going to a classroom because, um, or a school because I was a district person. And so like, I remember I, I remember I had a caseload of 55 schools. I mean, that's not really realistic. Who can, who can serve 55 schools? Um, did not allow that to stress me out. You know what? I came up with a plan. I held it loosely. I was flexible. And I'm like, okay, God, wherever I need to be the most, show me. And sometimes I would go into like chaotic schools. And before I would go in, um, I would sit in the parking lot and I would, I have, I call it parking lot prayer. And I would pray and I would ask him to guide my steps, guard my mouth, give me a heart to see what's beneath the behavior. Um, and I also, I say, Lord, I know I'm light walking in darkness right now. So just help me to be the best representative of you that I can be. When I did that, when I set myself up, I put on the armor of God. I put on the presence of God. I was ready. And so by the time I got in, things that would really bother, agitate the typical person, it didn't agitate me. Why? Because I had Jesus on. And so that really took, um, so when you start to see the pattern, that really took intention. So I couldn't just walk into any school doing, I had to really pray, set my mind. I had to also in my off time, if a school is causing me too much stress, I had to really say, okay, God, this school is causing me stress or this student is causing me stress or uh, the paperwork. So there's a paperwork that comes to my job too. That's causing me stress. How do I handle this? How do I handle this? And let me just say this for those who, um, who are really willing to step out on faith and try it. Sometimes he doesn't answer you in the moment. Sometimes he does. And sometimes he doesn't. So it is not uncommon for me to get an answer in the shower. Okay. <laughs> it is not uncommon for me to get an answer as I'm driving somewhere. And I'm like, Oh, that's it. 
Sometimes having a conversation with someone else, I'll have an answer. And so all of those things really have to do with inviting him in to your situation, acknowledging that he's there, and just, just walking it out. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all that. This is just such an encouragement to me and I know to everyone out there and just, you know, it's interesting. I'm thinking how someone's listening to this and they don't have a relationship with Christ. This probably sounds just insane. Like Mm -hmm. how would that even help? You know, this isn't solving any of the problems. All the work is still there. But those of us that have even experienced a tiny bit of this, you know, can kind of see the potential that, Mm -hmm. yeah, like when, he changes everything. He just right. he has the power and and so much of the battle for our lives and for our spiritual health is in our minds. Right. And that's where we're fighting that battle and that's where God gives us the victory through Jesus Christ through prayer right. and through seeking him and that's just such an encouragement all those practical ways and it just does like you said just comes back a lot to a lot of prayer, a lot of right. a lot of And the prayer doesn't have to be so um I'm going to say religious like mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to, like, get down on your knees and then put your hands together and do that. That's not, I mean, there's place for that, and I'm not negating that. But, like, literally, the prayer is help. Right. Prayer is, I can't figure this out. Um, Earlier this summer, May, I think it was May or April, um, I was scheduled to speak at other schools because I do professional development. And, well, school's closed. So there goes my income. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, what are we doing? That was a prayer. So a lot of times I think people, um, sometimes depending on the relationship with God, they put this expectation that the prayer has to sound so, I don't know, uh, religious or or super spiritual, or there's got to be these thes and thous, or you have to quote a scripture or something of that nature. But when you realize his presence is with you, he already knows what you're thinking, um, but he wants the invitation. He wants the invitation. So literally a help sometimes is all I need. And then even deeper than that, I've been walking in a place where I'm not even asking. I'm thinking and then the solution comes. Wow. (laughs) That's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's cool. That is so (laughs) cool. (laughs) Man, you know, this reminds me of 1 Corinthians 12, 8, you know, where it says, my grace is sufficient for you. And I think a lot of it, that's not like a commonly quoted verse, but right. like, what would you say? Like, what does this actually look like mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis when we're overwhelmed with to-dos, there's problems we don't know what to solve. You've already shared a lot about, do you have anything else to share? Like, how do we rely on his grace rather than yeah. our own strength? I do. Um, because when, when it talks about his grace is sufficient, he shows up in our weakness. And so for me, I am no longer ashamed of being weak. I am not ashamed of not knowing everything. I am not ashamed of having all the answers because guess what? When I don't, guess who shows up? When I'm not sure, guess who shows up? When I feel like I cannot do this another day, guess who shows up? And so there's this, um, there's, oh, there's this excitement, there's this anticipation that he is going to show up whenever I'm weak. So what does that look like? And so a lot of times um, when I am, um, I do content. I, I create content because uh, I have online courses and I'm trying to work it out. And it's becoming a grind, uh, grinding in my mind because I'm putting it down and it's not connecting or it's not making sense. or I'm not figuring this out. And where before I would just stick there and make it work, make it happen. Something's going to happen. Now what I do is I said, okay, it's time for me to take a break. 
let me stop. And if I, if I have a deadline, I might end up uh, putting on some worship music. Um, I might get out a script, like a prayer card or a scripture card. Um, I might go on a prayer walk. And a prayer walk really is simply, I'm walking around the block and I'm talking. I love that. I'm just talking. like, And I'm not, you know, like say, I'm just like, I can't, I don't even know what's going on. What's happening? Why can't I get it? Like, I'm sometimes I'm venting. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even asking. Sometimes like, I'm not, am I even asking anything? I'm just venting that this is not working out. But then I realize, you know what? He is my pres- present help in the time of trouble. He is always there. He has a solution. He has plans for me and they're good. And so that's really what it looks like. It really looks like shifting your focus from the issue, from what you perceive as a weakness to God. Sometimes it's about taking what you think is weak and laying it. And when I, and I know the Bible talks about, you know, we lay things at his feet. The way I think of it in real life is that I literally visualize myself taking the issue. It could be in a box. I mean, you know, and I literally was like, "Mm, there it is. (laughs) Thank you for taking that. And then I trust that later, whether it's in the day, in the moment, in the year, in the month, the solution will will happen. The answer will happen. Things will work out. And here's what I love about God. It has never failed. It doesn't always look the same. I don't always get the answer I want, but he's always, always, always been there, shown up and given me, um, I guess, closure to the situation. I think that brings up a good point that part of this is surrendering our plan to God, right? Like if we hold so tightly to the way we want something to look or like, you know, I have to get this situation, it has to turn out this way, or I really want this to happen. Right. Then, then we, then that's very hard to do. But if we realize that God's plans are better than ours and mm-hmm. give them, like you said, I give this to you, you know, if it ends up that it's, you know, doesn't go the way I wanted it to, like that's, right. that's your, then that's what I accept right. um, is really a huge key. I think in, in giving that, that freedom and being able to, to rest in it and experience right. that. And I, there is a, there is a freedom that comes with it um, because even it's almost like even if things go wrong, okay, now what? Has the as I used to say to my students, middle school students, I was like, okay, did life end? Did an earthquake <laughs> happen? Are we ceasing to exist? No? Okay, so let's move forward. You know, because sometimes like if I do that, the sky is falling. It didn't fall. And so um sometimes God will allow us to go through struggle for us to learn, to grow, um, for us to even be a representation of Him. Sometimes, so it's not about being, it's not about uh, perfection. It's like you said, it's about releasing and accepting who he is, accepting whatever he gives us. Um, Because knowing that whatever he gives us is always good for us, always good for us. Um, The Bible says all things work together for the good of those who love him. And so my thing is, um, you know, when I have things that I can't figure out, which I'm going to be real, it happens right now in my season on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know what's going on. Even like I'm hearing on t- like teachers on um, social media, they're talking about, I have no idea what's going on. You know, there's so much, you know, confusion. I can't, you know, things are just falling apart. Here's what I'll say. Here's the one thing. You may not know everything, but the one thing you know is that God is good and his presence is with you. And no matter what happens, whether it's the technical issues, it's the, the curriculum, we're, oh, we're changing it midstream. It's um, whatever that looks like, he is with you and his grace 
his empowerment, his equipping is with you and will help you each and every step. That's just, yeah, that's so helpful. Thank you again. And one other thing that I think I'm learning is that I want to see the answers now. And like, like you said, like they don't always come now. They, you know, sometimes I don't, and I'm learning to be okay with that. Okay. With not knowing every step I'm going to take for the next three months, you know? And, and I think we're all learning that, especially this year that, you know, that, that that's okay. Like we can. And what I often find is that if I sometimes feel like I don't know what to do, and I'll often God will whisper to my heart, well, you know, the next thing <laughs> you, you, you know what you're supposed yeah. to do this hour. You don't have to know what's tomorrow. You don't have to know what's next week. Just right. take the steps I've already shown you. And I found a lot of peace. I, I'm, I'm definitely still learning, but I'm starting, right. I'm starting to learn how to walk in that one step at a time right. and know that when I need that step, he'll show me, but I, I guess I don't need it now. <laughs> I want right. it now, but I don't need it now. Right. We don't need to know every step. And um, that's where trust comes in. Trust comes in. um, Once I got a revelation um, that he loves me so much and that his plans for me are good, he wants me to be victorious. He wants me to succeed. He even wants some of my dreams. He wants them to come true, right? And once I realized that, and I was like, okay, I'll take some steps of faith. And here's what I love. The Bible says you only need a seed. So you don't need a mountain of faith. You need a mustard seed. And if you know about mustard seeds, they're very tiny seeds. You just need a small seed of faith. So sometimes it's about taking that baby step and then watching to see what's going to happen. And God loves to show himself. He loves to show his love. He loves to show his faithfulness. He loves to show his power and strength. And so once I got a revelation that he loves me so much and he doesn't want me to fail. And if I do um, make a mistake or if I do something that's wrong, he's right there. He's like, I never left. You pushed me away, maybe, but I never left. I'm here to help you up. You know, and, and I think about it like with, um, you know, with my daughter teaching her how to ride her bicycle. Uh, we've all been through it. I mean, if you ride a bicycle, when you first learning to ride the two wheeler with no um, train wheels, I mean, it's always you're falling all the time and over. But see, why does your why does your whoever's teaching? I know it was my dad for me. Why are they sticking with me? Because they know in time. I'm going to sail away and then they're going to chase me down the street. So at the end of the day, once we recognize and realize that he loves us and he wants our best and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust it. And I, and you don't have to feel good about it. Can I just say that? Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel like, yes, <laughs> what he wants is for you to be like, okay. And then wob- even if it's wobbly, wobbly. Taking, yeah, take a step. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, that's okay. I'm gonna take the step. And then even if he knows you're, you know, kind of scared about it, that's okay. That's okay. And the more you do it, the easier it is. Well, this is, this is great. Do you have any advice for teachers who are thinking like, wow, this sounds amazing, but they're not quite sure where to go from here. Any advice on like how they can practice this and learn to live it out? Sure. I would say three things. First thing, if you can't get the book, Grace Over Grind, I know like on the YouVersion app, there's a Bible study too, I believe. Um, and it ta- even though it's, a, it's related to business, in my it's mind- So like, relevant, yeah. yeah. So relevant. And all my classroom teachers, are they're like classroom CEOs anyway. They just don't realize it. <laughs> and so I would say, get the book, get the principles, and then practice these two things. Um, the first thing I want you to practice is when you feel overwhelmed, stressed out, or you're grinding, right? Uh, I want you to stop, pause, and connect. 
So whenever you are trying to figure something out and it's not working, if you can, not like, well, even sometimes they're from the kids too, but stop, take a pause. Your pause can be three seconds, three minutes, three hours. That's something you can determine. And then you connect with God. If that's a prayer, that's a meditation, that sometimes I'll play um, a song from a worship song I get on YouTube and I'll just close my eyes for it because it's like a three minute song and I'll do that. So I would say get the book and then practice the stop, pause, connect. And as you begin to do that, you will, in your genuine, you will see change, period. Wow. Thank you so much. This has been just an incredible interview. I can't, I want to listen to it again and I can't, I just can't wait to share it. Before we go, can you tell us a little bit about your work at Feed Their Needs and how people can best connect with you and what you offer teachers? Okay. So I am, I have a website, feedtheirneeds.com, T-H-E-I-R, feedtheirneeds.com. I'm on Instagram, Feed Their Needs. I'm on Facebook, Feed Their Needs. And I have a YouTube channel, Feed Their Needs. And so you can connect with me with those ways. I do, um, you can get on my subscription list and I send out weekly emails with tips and insights and different things. I am accessible through email, Michelle at feedtheirneeds.com. And let me just say one L. So it's Michelle with one L. Apparently, um, I just assumed everyone knew that. (laughs) And what I do is I have free resources and paid resources. So I have checklists and cheat sheets. I try to do like a monthly freebie. This month in September, I'm going to be talking about building community in your classroom, even on the online space. That is so very important. And um, I also have online courses and that'll be rolling out later this year. And also I'll be having online workshops. And this is really because, you know, quarantine is here and, (laughs) you know, I, you know, so I work with teachers uh, at schools too. And then I work with teachers separately. So if you're a teacher and you're like, I just need some more, I work with you there. But also schools, I work with schools as well. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I've been on your email list and have been enjoying that. So definitely check that out. And we'll link to your website and resources under the video here. Well, thank you so much. Would you mind closing us out in prayer as we end this session? Sure. Sure. So Father, we just thank you so much. Uh, We thank you for your love and your faithfulness. We thank you for your kindness. And we thank you for your grace. Lord, we are so appreciative that you have provided a way for us to work that doesn't have to be full of grind and hustle, that you have given us a rhythm and a rest, that we can walk in your presence and learn and live and walk through life with you. And so, Father God, I ask um, for every person who is listening, we, I ask that you um, open their eyes, um, give them a revelation of how much you love them and how they can choose to do things differently. I ask for everyone who is listening that they embrace, even if they're fearful, this new way of walking in grace. Lord, we thank you that even now you're you're talking to people's hearts and you're working on their minds and and you are providing a way. And so we honor you today and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Michelle. We really appreciate it. Sure. No problem. I hope you guys enjoyed this session as much as I did. I really found this conversation with Michelle incredibly helpful, something that I need to be reminded with 
over and over to change the way I think about work and stress. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it. We'd love to continue the conversation over in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. And if you'd like the links, uh, anything that we mentioned in this episode or the notes, you can head to teachfortheheart.com slash 155. If you enjoyed this conversation um, and want to get more of the sessions from the summit, we are offering just now this week an audio album of all the summit sessions. So maybe you heard about the summit, but you thought, man, I don't have time, uh, or you thought you'd have time and you didn't end up having time to listen to all the sessions or watch all the sessions. You can now get them in a downloadable album format. So if you love podcasts, this is great uh, because you can download it to your phone or device or computer and listen whenever it's convenient for you, just like you're listening to this podcast right now. So if you'd like to get the details and grab that album, you can do that at teachfortheheart.com slash summit audio teachfortheheart.com slash summit audio. You can get all of the info there. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.